work that your business does, your products and services, the work comes second to individual team and organizational well-being. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. It's a new week. It's a new podcast episode and it's episode three out of four with Mark Jarvis and we're talking about growth and expansion. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you so much, Christine. It's a pleasure to be here again. (laughs) I know I say this always (laughs) and I know I say also this always that if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, I really urge you to do so because we're building each episode on top of the other one. So in the first episode, Mark and I, well, Mark introduced himself, first of all, uh, who he is and what he's doing. And we talked about growth and expansion and the difference of that. And um, we also introduced the eight steps that he identified in the life cycle of a business. And um, one uh, in the in the first, uh, no, the second episode, and that's the way, in the second episode, we were talking about the first four steps. Um, and Mark has used the analogy of uh, the human life. So there's a giving birth, then you're uh, uh, in a baby state. So you, you're starting to do things, then you, you're starting out, so you have your branding done and stuff. And um, I think one really big key takeaway um, there's a lot <laughs> um, and I don't repeat them all because that's why you should listen to it, the episodes before but was also that profitability is not depending on the size of a business which um, a lot of people don't get immediately and maybe have not thought of but we were talking about um, that people expand in the way that they do more of the same thing and get more people in to support with the same thing instead of um, trying to work in different ways offering different things in a more efficient way to then really become more profitable Um, and I think yeah this is like a tiny summary but as I said you should listen to episode one and two and then maybe come back to this one if you want because we're talking about the next four steps in the business life but mark is there anything else that you want to reiterate from the first four steps and then i would like to pick up again on um, the question that we also answered already in in the first ones that it's not necessarily to there's not really a timeline to go from step one to step eight people can join at any time and it's a has a lot to do with um the mindset what we're going to talk about that a bit more but anything else you want to um add to the summary of the first episode thank you christine yes i, I think you've covered it very well there thank you um and again we we covered the difference between growth and expansion and the choice that we have in order to take one path or another path and particularly for for younger businesses it's so important to understand that there is a choice we don't have to follow the expansionist chasing quality quantity and turnover path if we want to follow a path of profitability and as you rightly said already christine it's not relevant to size you know you can have a small business that's very profitable and a large business that's not profitable and we all we hear about those sorts of businesses in the press all the time 
So it just really demonstrates that uh, profitability is not related to size. What about, what can you say again, um, reiterating that it's not necessarily you go through each step in a certain time circle. Of course, there's the birth of a business and of course you're starting and of course you're growing. Uh, we're not saying that, but it's not like you have, okay, for the first two years, you're in that uh, step uh, or in that life cycle of a business. So what can we just say or explain a bit more about that, what it actually means you don't have to, you can enter at each state anytime. Absolutely, Christine. And I think the, the stage that we're starting with today, uh, which is called, I call the teenage business, um, I think is a really good example of that. Um, because we, we've all, uh, as you said already, we've likened this journey to um, human growth. So we, we, we have a concept, we give birth, we have a baby business, we have um, adolescent teenage, and we go on through the stages today. But um, as we've talked about already, this is more than just what to do and how to do it. It's more about how we need to think about what we need to do in order to take another step forward in our business. Uh, and uh, the teenage business, I think, is a really uh, is a really good example of this because um, I, I've got children. Many of us have got children listening to this, and we all know that the, um, the teenagers are wonderful um, human beings, but they often believe they know more than we do um, for many different reasons. It's part of their growth, of course. But can you see how perhaps a teenage business with a teenage mindset can believe that they know more than they need to they need to know? Um, so, you know, those sorts of so, sorts of sizes of business um, or those sorts of businesses at that stage, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's uh, an, a, an aged business, a business that's a, a specific size, um, because you can have different mindsets at the beginning of your journey and at the end of your journey. So, you know, the, it's not a linear process, if we've said already, Christine, you can start the journey, if you like, the journey of self-discovery in order to move through these mindset stages so that when you're ready to come to the to the exit stage, if you like, which we'll get to later, um, you've really gone through a really powerful learning journey for yourself. Yeah, for sure. And um, thank you for mentioning that again. So should we dive into the teenagers that know it all? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yes. Okay, so so this is stage five of eight. Um, and um, I think it's really important to understand that, as we've said already, it, this is a journey. So I've defined these things. If, you, if you've listened to the previous episodes, um, then you'll know that what, what we're bringing to you today are Things that you can look out for in, aid, in, aid, in order to recognize the sort of characteristics and behaviors in yourself, but also some actions to take. And as well as the actions to take, I wanted to give you some, some level up mindset tips, if you like, to move us forward with this. So let's just sort of think about what the teenage business might look like. Uh, typically, they spend most of their time working in the business because they're really busy. Because you've become competent at attracting customers, you're really busy. You're busy delivering your products and services to your clients, to your customers. You're probably expanding quite fast based on demand. So when demand happens in your market, you expand your workforce in order to cope with that demand in your market. 
you may have more than one office and you may have individuals or teams partially working from home, particularly in our modern world. So you've got a quite a spread of different um, different sort of um, competencies within the business. You're probably experiencing some sort of growing pains, again, just relating it back to the human growth. Um, and there's also there's often some sort of daily drama or firefighting in the business, perhaps not daily, but certainly weekly. There's some sort of drama or something's happening in the business that creates some conflict or friction. Um, uh, and that conflict often appears as if from nowhere. So it's something that suddenly pops up for the director or the owner. Um, another thing that I find often happens in this uh, this sort of stage is the communications that you have in your business internally and sometimes externally as well tend to be filled with a level of urgency. So there's always uh, sort of we're always trying to reach uh, achieve something based on a based on a level of urgency and based on that level of demand. And then the final thing that typically happens in these sorts of businesses is that recruitment is challenging. So just finding the right team, finding the right people to fill vacancies in the business, that's often challenging, not least because you're expanding fast based on demand. So yeah. there's some typical characteristics and behaviours of, of what I call the teenage business. Thank you for outlining that. And yeah, recruiting uh, is challenging. I think recruiting can be always challenging, <laughs> but um, uh, maybe you get better with it because you you have a better understanding, you meet the right people, you're longer in business. Um, so after a while, it might get easier. Um, I did actually talk to David Bell about that in um, one of our series that we did before. And we talked a lot about recruitment and how challenging that can be, finding the right people, um, going by recommendation, etc. And what are some action points? I know, like you mentioned, you always um, outlining some action points and also how um, to move on uh, with the mindset. Uh, thank you, Christine. So, so here's a few actions, um, uh, and uh, it sounds like you've covered this already with a with a, um, a guest already. Uh, and what I say is hire the best people and and, uh, and align them in your business effectively. One of the other things that you can do is niche your business in terms of um, who your target markets are, and as your business is growing and expanding, um, the departments within your business within your business can also niche. Uh, and then finally, learn the difference between leadership management and instruction. And they're very different techniques and styles as a business owner and a business leader to understand the differences and how to deliver those to your team is a really, really important thing. So there's a few actions to take um, in terms of the way that we think about this. Uh, again, just relating to the to the the team and the, and the people that you have around you is grow those people on purpose with a clear and infinite vision. Okay, um, it comes back to some of the things we said in some of the earlier stages where you as the leader, perhaps when you are a solo business owner, you are developing your own clear and purposeful vision, but applying that to your team and growing the people around you on purpose with that clear and infinite vision is very, very important too. And then finally, understand that if you don't value your time, nobody else will. Very, very important point. As you get busier and more things start to happen, it's important to understand that if you don't value your time, nobody else will. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. And that is so true for so many aspects of a business um, and also in personal life, really. You have to start believing in yourself because no one else will believe in yourself if you don't even believe in yourself and what you're doing, <laughs> uh, valuing your time and so many more things. Right. Okay. Thank you. What's the step six? Okay, so stage six. So this is what I call the adult business. Now, um, one of the things that I perhaps wanted to highlight for you is it's taken us six stages now to get to adult, to get to an adult business. And I think so many people or many people that I often have a conversation with believe that they're a lot further forward in their business than they actually are. Not because they're not doing the right things or they're doing the wrong things, but because they haven't had the opportunity to reflect and think about their mindset first. So Sage Sticks is the adult business. And I call this, you're, you're finding it difficult to let go. You've got team members in non-revenue generating roles in your business. So you may have some admin help. Um, you may have some um, accounting help. You may have a reception desk if you have an office, for example. So there will be, will be people in roles in your business that are not directly uh, related to revenue generating roles, i.e. they're not customer facing. You have managers leading your team. So you might have a number of departments, a number of teams in the organization, and each team has a, has a manager or supervisor leading them. Um, another typical characteristic, you're launching new products and services and you're opening new markets. So you've got a pipeline for that. Um, but from, from a feelings point of view, you, you feel like you're losing control. As the business owner, you're finding it difficult to let go because others can't do as good a job as you can. Okay, so that's a, that's a typical feeling that exists in, in businesses at this sort of stage. Your team members don't know your organizational vision or purpose. Very, very important. I've talked about vision and purpose a, a few times on this journey, whether it's your own at the early stages or whether it's how you're interacting with others. But one of the key challenges in terms of culture within an organization is that the, the, uh, your team members don't know about your organizational vision or purpose. And that's often why retention in a business, so retaining your, your team members, not your clients, but retaining your team members is challenging. So in stage five, we talked about recruitment being challenged. In stage six, we're talking about retention of those team members being challenging. If we're looking at action points and uh, mindset shifts that we can do, Absolutely, Christine. Yeah. So here's a couple of actions. Um, first one is to hire innovative people and sense check those through your board. Um, whether it's your leadership team, your management team or your board, it doesn't really matter. But hire innovative people, hire people with a great attitude and a great approach to work, because we can teach skills in an organization, but we can't teach attitude and, and innovation and discipline. So hiring innovative people um, and then again, communicate your vision and purpose from recruitment right through to exit, because people are going to move on in your business, your employees, your team members, they are going to move on. So we need to understand that we can we're going to communicate our vision and purpose right from the recruitment process, which is, again, when you solve that recruitment becomes less challenging uh, right through to helping people to to exit your business to move on to their next career step 
So there's a couple of action points. In terms of mindset, um, one of the key ones is for me is that we need to understand that you need different people than you to bring balance and growth to your business and organization. So you need different people than you. We said earlier on that sometimes it's a challenge to let go. Well, we need to understand that we need different people around us. Okay. We also need to understand that that integrity is at the heart of every great leader. It can't be bought. You can't buy integrity. You can't learn integrity, but it can be unlocked. And communicating that again through your vision and purpose is really important. Integrity is what you are and what you stand for when nobody is looking. Okay, just as a little bit of a, a tongue in cheek, if you like, but uh, there's a couple of mindset level up mindset steps there for you. Yeah, I, I love it because uh, integrity is so, so, so important to me. Also in my personal life, I have to say. Okay, and then we, I guess we move up to step seven. Absolutely. So this is stage seven, uh, or as I call it, the mature business. So at stage seven, typically, I find that sometimes things start to get tense when, when uh, conflict exists in an organization. So, you know, you may not, and in a mature stage of business, you may not have contact with everybody in your organization weekly or, or monthly. So, for example, as a director, as the owner, as a founder of the business, you may not have a daily contact with everybody in the organization because they might be working on a different site. They might be working at a different place. They're probably working in a different team. It might be in a different place in the building. So you may not have contact with everybody in your organization weekly or monthly. It tends to be that day-to-day -day operations within the business are pretty much seamless and independent of any single person. Okay. Um, and also sometimes when when project delays creep in to a to a, a client's uh, to working with a client either internally or, or externally through through supply uh, through a breakdown in the supply chain so you know when when those delays happen does it impact people in the team anyway so some decisions are still being made up based on urgency this is also something that still happens we make decisions based on urgency rather than thinking about decision-making through planning, okay? Things get tense in the workplace when deadlines are under pressure, as I've mentioned already. Um, sometimes team members' absence or sickness increases pressure on others or yourself in the organization. And sometimes teams may feel disconnected because, as I said, they might be working in different areas, different departments, different buildings, they might be working on different projects. So sometimes teams feel a bit disconnected and that comes back to stage six when we talked about culture and vision and purpose in an organization. Uh, so here's a couple of actions to take. Um, make sure your management and leadership team structure adheres to the Dunbar principle. Now, um, the Dunbar principle is a guy called Robin Dunbar. He postulated, uh, postulated a number which is 150. And I would encourage people to go and Google this concept. It's called the Dunbar Principle. Um, and it talks about um, the number of relationships that we can manage in an organization. So I'd encourage you to go and perhaps do a little bit of research on that. Um, I've written a, a blog on it on my website if anybody's interested. Yeah, if you uh, um, sure send me the, 
if you send me the link, um, I will make sure I will link back to the blog post also in the resources on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. Thank you, Christine. So again, so, you know, make sure that your management and leadership team structure adheres to that principle or something close to that principle. So this is not about overwhelming your leadership and management structure in your organization. Uh, and then keep clear lines of communication and feedback open at all times. So this is not just outbound communication, but it's positive feedback coming back into the leadership teams. So there's a couple of actions to take. So in terms of mindset, in terms of level up mindset, here's um, three more bullet points for you. Um, believe that how you invest in yourself and your team demonstrates your worth. I'll say that again. Believe that how you invest in your yourself and your team demonstrates your worth. Okay, so people um, people see um, see the level of importance of investing in their team in their people, um, and then understand that success comes through purpose, not just results. So when an organization has a, has a purpose, they know who they're serving then they're going to attract it. Not only are they going to attract more customers, better customers, but they're going to increase the retention of their team in the organization as well. So that success comes through purpose, not just results. And then finally, understand that your organization's culture is fixed at the level that you will accept without taking action. So again, I'll say that one again. Understand that your organization's culture is fixed at the level you will accept without taking action so if you're going to accept sort of let's just say accept a level of behavior in an organization if you're not prepared to take action based on that behavior positive or negative then that really demonstrates the the, the level of culture that you have in the organization yeah i think that's very important to understand that it's um the actions and not just written down things because and i think we mentioned that before as well once you define your culture, your values, everything that you stand for. Um, you want all your staff to adapt that and to live that. But for this, you need to be the leader that lives the values and that lives that culture. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Right, what, what's next? So the last stage we're looking at, I think. Indeed, we are, Christine. So this is this is uh, stage eight, if you like, um, and I call this the legacy business. Uh, so typically, you've got a strong team culture and an actionable exit strategy for your business. So the legacy business, as as perhaps the the term alludes to, this is all about how you're going to move on from your current role in your business. Who is going to take over in your business? So you, you will typically have a consistently profitable business showing increasing um, earnings before interest uh, deductions, et cetera. It's called EBITDA, but don't, don't worry about it particularly. So you've got a consistently profitable business showing that increased earnings before interest, et cetera. You've got perhaps some long-lived team member services in, in your business. So you've got some team members that have probably been with you for quite a long time, okay? But you've also got a clear and you've got clear and written strategies for developing your people, refining your processes, developing new products and opening new markets and increasing prof profitability. So you've got clear and written strategies for those. 
Um, you've also got um, uh, an in engaged and productive teams that feel included. Okay, you've got a strong social culture. And I've put the social culture in there, particularly because it's for me, it's such an important point of team building within organizations. So that social social culture means that you'll be going, you know, having pizza nights or something like that. You know, you're just having some fun as an organization in a, in a, in a sort of a social environment. Uh, and here's a really important one. Uh, uh, and that is that the work that your business does, your products and services, the work comes second to individual team and organizational well-being. Okay, that for me, that's a really, really important point. Mm. Uh, there's, um, there's a lovely quote, isn't there, um, from Richard Branson, who says, look after your, look after your team, and your team will look after your customers. <laughs> uh, and that's such an important thing, you know, the work comes second to individual team and organisational wellbeing. Mm. So there's a couple of things there that for you. Perfect. And um, to wrap uh, stage eight up, what uh, else do you want to uh, talk about in that stage? Uh, absolutely. So here we are, as I've said, we're talking about a, um, a, a defined exit strategy and plans that everybody's included in. So we've got inclusive board level discussions and decision making in a very inclusive way on exit strategy, on our plans, our implementation, whether we're going to sell the business, whether we're going to uh, we're going to accept a merger or there's going to be a management buyout, whatever it is. Um, but those plans are all very, very inclusive. And there is clear communication from, from the top of the organization to the bottom of the organization or at all stages or all levels in the organization at all times. Um, you know, we all hear a lot in the press from time to time that, um, you know, employees within an organization didn't know that the business was, was going to close, for example, to go bust, for example, and the employees suddenly got redundancy notices two days before, for example. And that's a really good example of very, very poor communication from top to bottom at all times. So that's a really, really important, really, really important point. Um, and then finally, just a couple of uh, a couple of little um, mindset thoughts, really. Um, you know, as we're exiting our business, we've got time now to reflect and remember that you really have changed people's lives in the work that you've done, the purpose that you've had in your business and your organization, you've really changed people's lives. And then finally, to remember that the reward is the journey and the outcome, not just the result. So this is not a destination game. This is a journey game. So to remember that the reward is the journey and the outcome of that journey, not just the results that you've achieved. So there's a couple of uh, additional thoughts for you. Thank you. And if you haven't uh, taken all the notes, because maybe you're driving and listening to that, I urge you to listen to at least um, episode two and three. So this one again, and taking all the notes, <laughs> because this is gold, what you've heard here with some actionable steps with some mindset shift questions that you can use um, to really move forward and grow and explore end or expand your business um, in the next episode we're going to pick up the topic of making mistakes 
what kind of mistakes you can actually maybe avoid and some solutions to challenging situations and some tips around um, growth and expansion. So that leaves me just to thank you for your time, Mark. I really enjoyed uh, that conversation, listening to all the tips and action and mindset. I myself took a lot of notes as usual, and I myself will also re-listen to them because I think they're extremely valuable also to myself. So thank you very, very much. My pleasure, Christine. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.